Hi guys, this is Fiona from IELTS Exam Training Courses or IELTSETC.com. And this podcast is brought to you by the Members Academy, which is a membership site where you can find everything you need to prepare for IELTS in just one place. Today we're going to look at the second half of the reading that we've been discussing called Nature or Nurture. It's an academic reading and if you haven't listened to the previous episodes, a quick summary is it's about uh, an experiment, a very famous experiment, um, and they try to get teachers to inflict punishments on a pupil who was actually an actor because they wanted to see how far the teachers would actually inflict pain on the pupil. They weren't actually teachers, by the way. There was about 40 people from all walks of life, but they called them teachers. We're not that bad. (laughs) Anyway, so these 40 people had to um, inflict pain if the pupil gave the wrong answer. And they were trying to prove why the teachers were happy to do this and they wanted to know whether it was because of their nature, was it because it was a kind of survival technique or was it because of their nurture, the way they'd they'd been brought up to conform, to do what society tells them to do. And this is a huge topic in IELTS. Um, And the reason I've chosen it is because I'm working on that topic in the 28 Days to IELTS Vocabulary part of my member site course. And this is all about personality and, yeah, the things things like twins, testing on twins, that comes up quite a lot to decide, um, you know, if you're brought up differently, does that affect your character or is it something you're born with? All those kind of issues that come up a lot. And then they lead into other issues like is talent innate? You know, are you born with a talent or can you be taught a talent? That kind of thing. So let's move on. We looked at matching statements in the first half of the reading. Now we're going to look at two different sets of questions. The first one is multiple choice and the second one is yes, no, not given. We're going to try and look at how the structure of a research article like this is can help us find the answers quickly. So because it's a research article, you would expect there there to be um, some kind of theory, um, some kind of testing of the theory, some kind of people who disagree with the theory, the results of the test and then the conclusions that can be drawn. And that's exactly what we've got here. And it's what you will do in university if that's why you're doing your IELTS. (laughs) Okay, so we're looking at questions 20 to 22 and they are all multiple choice. Um, The first question says the teacher subjects. Remember, they were just normal people, but they called them teachers. The teacher subjects were told that they were testing whether, and there are four choices, A, A 450 volt shock was dangerous. B. Punishment helps learning. C. The pupils were honest. And D. They were suited to teaching. Well, usually you can completely discount. You can cross off two answers which are clearly wrong. 
And here, obviously, they were not testing whether the pupils were honest or not. In fact, we know that the pupil was an actor anyway, so that's completely wrong. It's not C. Um, and they weren't testing whether they were suited to teaching because actually they're not teachers anyway, so it's not D. So you're left with A or B. Um, and A is... Okay, we're, we're trying to find out what the teachers were told why they were doing this test. Were they told A that the shock was dangerous or B, that punishment helps learning. So let's look at paragraph A right at the start. It says, Milgram, the, the psychiatrist, uh, told, sorry, or the researcher Milgram, Milgram told each volunteer teacher subject that the experiment was in the noble cause of education and was designed to test whether or not punishing pupils for their mistakes would have a positive effect on the pupils' ability to learn. So there it is. That's what they were told. They were told that they were trying to test whether punishment helps learning. So obviously, if you've understood the test, they were trying to see if they punish somebody harder, will that actually help them learn? And so that is the answer for 20. The answer is B. Now in 21, and we go in logical order in the text, it says the teacher subjects were, hang on, I'm on a, a laptop, not my usual computer, so it's playing up a little bit. Hang on, let me just scroll up a bit. The teacher subjects were instructed to, so what were they told to do? A, stop when a pupil asked them to. Well, you can immediately cross this one out because we know they weren't told to stop. B, denounce people who made mistakes. Denounce means kind of criticise. Okay, maybe. C, reduce the shock level after a correct answer. Okay, so we know that they were told to increase the shock level, not reduce. So C is completely wrong. And then D is give punishment according to a rule. Well, if we look at paragraph B, it says the teacher subject was told that whenever the pupil gave the wrong answer to a question, a shock was to be administered beginning at the lowest level and increasing in severity with each successive wrong answer. Then it goes on to say... Um, Right, sorry, I'm on my laptop. Then it goes on to say, Milgram told the teacher subject to ignore the reactions of the pupil and to administer whatever level of shock was called for as per the rule governing the experimental situation of the moment. So there we can see that a rule is mentioned and if we hadn't already guessed it, the teacher subjects were instructed to give punishment according to a rule, which is answer D. I guess the confusion might be with B, to denounce the pupils who made mistakes. But denounce, as, as we've said, means criticised. It's, it's not really clear. It's not specific enough. They didn't criticise them. They actually gave them punishment. 
Let's look at question 22 now and it says before the experiment took place the psychiatrists A believed that a shock of 150 volts was too dangerous. Well, there's no mention of what they thought about how dangerous it was. And actually, 150 volts was the lowest number. So that's probably not it. B failed to agree on how teacher subjects would respond to instructions. C underestimated the teacher subjects willingness to comply with the experiment and D thought that many of the teacher subjects would administer a shock of 450 volts. Well we can cross out that last one because if you remember um, they really didn't think that the teachers would go up to the highest 450 volts which is dangerous Um, and they didn't believe that 150 volts was too dangerous so it's either b they failed to agree or c they underestimated and the answer becomes very clear even before you read it but i will read it so remember we said that in paragraph d they there were statistics about how how far they thought the teachers would go how many volts they would administer And the next paragraph, E, tells us how wrong they were. The next paragraph says, what were the actual results? Well, over 60% continued up to the 450 volt limit. Um, How can we account for this vast discrepancy, this huge gap between what calm, rational, knowledgeable people predict in the comfort of their study and what pressured, flustered but cooperative teachers actually do in the laboratory of real life. So what we're told there is that the psychiatrist did actually underestimate how, how, how strong or how far the teachers would go. Um, so we need to know that verb underestimate. You can get overestimate, of course. But underestimate means to guess less than what it actually was. And indeed, this was the case. So the answer is 22C. Why is it not 22B? Well, 22B says they failed to agree on how the teachers would respond to instructions. Well, there's no mention about what they thought about the instructions. Um, They... Yes, they don't really mention that. They just mention how far they think that the the electric, electrical volts would be applied. So the answer is 22C. Okay, that's it for multiple choice. I'm moving on now to the last set of questions, questions 23 to 26. And here we're looking at true, false and not given or yes, no, not given. Same thing, really. So question 23, I wonder if you can guess any of these answers now that you know the text so well. Question 23 says several of the subjects were psychology students at Yale University. Now there's a clear trick here because you've got Yale University mentioned. It says that the researcher was from Yale University. Um, But you have to ask yourself the question how you know, when, you, when you're not sure and you're looking for evidence, ask yourself the question, how many of the subjects were psychology students at Yale 
university? You can't actually answer this question in the text. So the answer is not given. I'm afraid the trick is um, that Stanley Milgram of Yale University tested 40 subjects from all walks of life. So because it says that that he tested them from all walks of life. You might think the answer was false. You might say to yourself, okay, they were not psychology students. Um, therefore, the answer is false. But actually, the actual statement says some of the students were um, psychology students. And some gives us a kind of quantity, or several, sorry, several of the subjects. That's a quantity, but we don't know how many of those 40 people taken from all walks of life were psychology students. We can't answer that question. So it's not false, is basically what I'm saying, because you can't put a number on it. Question 24 says... Some people may believe that the teacher subject's behaviour could be explained as a possible survival mechanism. Okay, so this is where we get to the text where there's a kind of conclusion. The last three paragraphs are two explanations. Uh, One paragraph says it might be the animal instinct. Next paragraph says it might be the social effect and the conclusion says we don't really know the answer. So that's how you're looking at the text. So we're looking, first of all, this survival mechanism idea. So you go quickly to paragraph F and it says this. And I'm, just before we, I read it, I'm going to repeat the question again. Some people may believe... So again, it's careful. Some people may or might believe that the teacher's behaviour could be, there's an example of hedging language there, might be explained as a positive survival mechanism. Um, And it says one's first inclination, and that's interesting language because one means our, basically, not mine or yours or his or hers, but people in general. One's first inclination might be, so you've got this language of maybe, to argue that there must be more of this kind of language, guessing, some sort of built-in animal aggression instinct that was activated by the experiment. And the whole paragraph actually has lots of mentions of... um, Well, actually, we haven't read these because they weren't included in the statements. It says, was activated by the experiment. Milgram's teachers were following a genetic need, a primal urge, um, even an aggressive instinct which evolved as an advantageous trait, blah, blah, blah. It kind of talks all about that in paragraph F. So the answer is a very clear true Yes, some people may believe that their behaviour could be explained as a positive survival mechanism. comes at, right at the end, having been of survival value to our ancestors in the struggle against hardships of life, blah, blah, blah. There we are. So the answer is true. So you've had a yes, no. You've had a true What would you think maybe for 25? (laughs) So 25 moves on to the next paragraph, which is the sociological explanation. Basically, the nurture, the idea that we've been influenced by society. 
And it says, in a sociological explanation, personal values are more powerful than authority. So this tells us that our individual values are more powerful than the outside um, or authority, meaning, you know, people in power. So paragraph G starts by saying an alternative to this notion of genetic programming is to see the teacher subject's actions as a result of the social environment under which the experiment was carried out. As Milgram himself pointed out, most subjects in the experiment see their behaviour in a larger context that is benevolent and useful to society. Thus, in this explanation, the subject merges his unique personality and personal and moral code with that of larger institutional structures surrendering individual properties like loyalty, self-sacrifice and discipline to the service of malevolent systems of authority. Okay, it's, it's very high level language there. It's very dense, rich, um, advanced vocabulary. But basically, in this explanation, he says that the subject merge. I'm just trying to simplify it. So, so he merges his personality and everything he believes, his personal beliefs, his moral code. He merges, means he kind of combines his personality with that of larger institutions. Um, so basically, um, oh, my sorry, I'm on my laptop again. Right, sorry. Um Yes, so with larger institutional structures, surrendering individual properties like loyalty, self-sacrifice means they give up everything that they believe in to the service of malevolent systems of authority. Malevolent, opposite of benevolent, malevolent meaning bad systems of authority. So there we go. In the and then let's go back to the question. In a sociological explanation, personal values are more powerful than authority. Well, no, they're not. In this explanation, authority is more powerful than your personal values. That's a very tricky one. I'm sorry about that one. But actually, there's no help in the sec the last one. The last one isn't any easier. I found this really hard, actually. The last one says, Milgram's experiment solves an important question in sociobiology. Well, did you get the feeling that the question had been solved if you were looking for the answers and you were trying to get your gut instinct and you had two minutes left? Do you think that there was a kind of a very clear solution to this problem. Is it nature or nurture? The question that was posed in the title basically is asking, as always, what is more important? What has the biggest influence on us? Is it nature or nurture? The whole experiment tried to prove this. Did we really find an answer to that question? Probably not. But now we have to decide, is the answer no or false or is it not given? So we're looking to see, does the experiment solve an important question? 
And the last paragraph says, here we have two radically different explanations for why so many teachers were willing to sacrifice their sense of personal responsibility for the sake of an institutional authority figure. The problem for biologists, psychologists and anthropologists is to sort out which of these two polar explanations is more plausible. Basically, the problem is how can we work out which one of these um, explanations is more believable, more realistic. This, in essence, is the problem of modern sociobiology. To discover the degree to which genetic programming dictates the interaction of animals and humans with their environment, that is, their behaviour. Put another way, sociobiology is concerned with elucidating the biological basis of all behaviour. Now, that's tough. That is very tough. The answer to this question, I have checked it carefully, is false because the experiment does not solve an important question. But Where is the evidence that it does not solve it? Well, it keeps telling us that the problem is to sort out these two explanations. This is the problem of modern sociobiology. It keeps telling us that the problem is still there and they need to discover the degree to which, you know, we're genetically programmed or programmed by the environment. So, yep, the answer for 26 is false, um, although I don't think it's a very clear answer um but it it it's kind of given okay just to finish off um i do have a list of key vocabulary here but it's related to research i haven't got key vocabulary related to nature or nurture that will be in another episode so research is another key issue in IELTS. As we've talked about, the structure of this uh, reading was all about a research experiment. So just a few of the key words are an experiment in behavioural psychology. So notice in an experiment in the noble cause of education. Um, it was designed to test something. Uh, the setup involved teachers doing something. Um, the shock increased in severity, severity coming from severe, meaning strong. Um, as the experiment unfolded, that's a good one, you know, as, as the kind of reality or, or the truth of the experiment became clear, um, they had to administer punishment. So administer is to inflict or to just give somebody a punishment. The teachers were reluctant or unwilling to proceed. Reluctant and willing are keywords in IELTS. We need to know how to account for this result. So to account for something is explain. And we're told there are two different explanations. So the noun form of explain. And we are asked which explanation is more plausible. Plausible meaning which one realistically is more likely to be correct. Then actually I have got a few words related to nature. So the text talks about a built-in 
built-in animal aggression instinct. So this is all the things that we are supposed to be born with. A genetic need, a primal urge, an instinct which evolved. It was of survival value to our ancestors. It's something in our genetic makeup. It's a remnant, like a reminder, something which remains from our ancient animal ways, a remnant. Now, if you look at the word nurture, which sounds or looks and is spelt very similarly, this is related to our social environment. So environment here doesn't mean like green and looking after the environment. This means what surrounds us. So the social environment is what forms us. If you are a nurturist, somebody who believes that we are formed by society. Um, So in this example, we saw that our behaviour might be benevolent and useful to society. We surrender our personal and moral code to the service of larger institutional structures. And that's about it, I think. Um, Yes, that's it. Okay, sorry this was a long one today, but I'm planning to do longer uh, episodes, but only twice a week rather than short ones every day. Um, I'm also trying to use technology to put this um, podcast to move it onto my website. So um, I just wanted to tell you about that because it might mean that this actual um, anchor might stop, but you'll be able to find it on a different, totally free um uh, place page on my website. Um, but anyway, I haven't worked out how to do that yet. So thanks ever so much for listening today. Don't give up. Keep working. Work hard. You'll get there little by little. Bye for now. Have a great week. Bye.